Good morning. Today is November the 1st. Ooh, November the 1st. That's crazy. Uh, the year is 2023. For a little while longer. Mm -hmm. This is Daybreak Live with Scott and Lisa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Well, okay. maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. It says we have internet. So good morning, Bob, Laura, Peggy. Uh, so you're saying good morning. You can see us. <laughs> okay. You can see us. All right. So we're going to try it. We have internet where we are. And Lisa Supposedly. and I, we were praying about it. And we just felt like, yes, we needed to. Do it. We wanted to. We just. We wanted to do it. So, but if it's too glitchy, we may not do tomorrow. We'll yeah. See how it goes. You'll have to just tell us how it goes. So here we go. We're gonna sing a song.
reaches to the heaven Your faithfulness stretches to the sky Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm going away now. But I can't go far. <laughs> Yeah, so welcome to our RV. This is our RV that doubles as a tour bus when we're on the road. And we put everybody in here. Yes, it's good to be with you guys this morning. And, and like we said, we, uh, Lisa and I are somewhere in the world in our RV. And, uh, and we ain't telling. We ain't telling where we're at. And <laughs> But we... Just came in last night, and we realized that we forgot a whole lot of things. Yeah, like... There's a <laughs> and so, it's kind of funny. But yeah. here we are, and we're having a good time. And God is good to us, and we are thankful for you guys being here as well. But, you know, we thought, ah, we won't do daybreak, but then we both, we just talked about it, and we both like, yeah, we like our morning Bible study. And uh, we want to keep having our morning Bible study. So if we can, we can. There is internet here at this place. And so if it's not spotty, then praise the Lord. You got to not walk in this RV, though. While <laughs> Y'all take the Dramamine. Take Dramamine. We're on the road. Okay. Here we go. Let's jump into the Bible. Are y'all ready? Okay, we're in the book of Proverbs. We're in chapter 22. And we shared yesterday that we've entered a different section now, at least for a while, up to, I think, around somewhere in chapter 24. But the Proverbs now are not just two lines. They're like four lines, six lines, eight lines that are all together now. Uh, and then it'll drop down and have just two lines again. But now most of them have probably at least four or five lines. So we're at verse 22 today, and that's where we'll pick up in our Bible study. Lord, be with us as we study your holy word in the precious name of Yeshua, Jesus, my King. Amen. So here it says, let me put this on the board. It says, do not rob the poor because he is poor nor oppress the afflicted at the gate for the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. The reality is, is because mankind has fallen since the fall, uh, we're born in different areas. We're born in different situations. Uh, people are born uh, and their parents left more to them and others didn't leave anything to them. So it's just a lot of differences in the, what we call poor and rich or those who have in the, the have and the have nots in this world. It's always been that way. And it's always going to be that way until the Lord Jesus returns and sits on the throne. And the reality is is because of those situations, sometimes people think they can take advantage of other people 
And what this proverb is saying is you better be careful who it is you take advantage of. You, you shouldn't take advantage of anybody. But the point that this proverb is saying is God is watching out for the poor. God watches out for the poor. I've shared with you many times here on Daybreak that it has been my experience. I grew up in our culture, in this culture, in Tennessee. I grew up what people would consider in my day to be very poor. Now, comparatively to other places I've been in the world, we were not poor. I mean, we had a nice house and a lot. I mean, we had a good strong house and a lot of land, but we didn't have, like, I had to tote water every day. You know, mom warmed water up on the stove. You know, we washed in, we were clean people, but we washed uh, with pans of water. And you would warm up water. I know how to do that. And uh, we didn't have a running water in the house. We didn't have bathrooms in the house. That's That was my growing up. But yet I had a good, strong house with a good, strong roof and good, strong walls and land to till and grow gardens. And, and I went to other places in the world where, you know, their, their floor in their house is dirt. Their walls is some sticks and some mud. If that. If that. Cardboard, tarp, whatever. But yet there seems to be this blessing that that God gives, and I've I've shared with you that there's a happiness that people have. It's kind of strange, actually. But the proverb says, "Don't rob the poor." In other words, God is looking out for the poor. And matter of fact, uh, it is incumbent upon us to give. Jesus said, "Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the poor." Right. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's, that's the words of the Lord. That's not my words. Blessed are the poor. Uh, and it says, don't rob the poor because he's poor. You see somebody is weak and he's poor, and you decide you're going to take from him. Well, I mean, a lot of people do this. You know, a lot of government systems can do this. Uh, now, we have a lot of blessings for the poor in this country. That is true. And... Uh, Basically, he's saying you're going to have to deal with God. This is what this proverb says: you 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 take from the poor because he's poor, because he can't. The 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 oppressed that's afflicted at the gate. Okay, you take from them, you hurt them because you can. You're going to have to deal with God. God will deal with you over that, and that's basically what this. It says for the Lord, verse twenty three says for the Lord will plead their cause. And plunder the soul of them who plunder the souls. Wait. And plunder the soul of those who plunder them. God's got their back is what he's saying. So that'll get you on God's bad side. So you don't look at the poor and go, oh, they're poor. So and think of them in a bad way. You should. Think of them in a way, and especially the children of God, especially us children of God. That's why we give to the poor. That's why we help. That's why we at Church Without Walls send money around the world to help people that we know need help, that there's no jobs for. That's that's why we do that, is because we want to help the poor. Yes. Am I moving too much? 
shaking too much. Okay. Let me be still. It's hard for me to yeah, talk and not move my hand. So y'all just take your Dramamine. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. So kind good. of sorry. So good. Verse says, what's next? 24 and 25 says, make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, do not go. Lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Uh, this is definitely, I mean, I found this to be true in my life, you know, <laughs> when I was younger. If you're hanging out and hanging around with a hothead, guess what? It gets you in trouble, right? It don't go well. And basically that's all this is saying. I said, look, stay clear of, of, uh, guys that are hotheads that are going to get you in trouble. Stay clear of them make no friendship with an angry man. And I, I don't think this means, you know, that you can't love people and be friends with them, but he's, he's literally saying, do not go with a furious man. Do not go. He's like, get in the car, man. Let's go. Let's go riot. Don't you stay away from that. Children of God, stay away from that. Okay. That is not for you. Pretty simple. That's a that's a very simple proverb. 26 and 27 go together. It says, Do not be one of those who shakes hands in a pledge, one of those who is surety for debts. If you have nothing to pay with which to pay, why should he take away your bed from under you? Uh in the Bible days, if you were, shook hands and were surety for a pledge, and then maybe you weren't able to back up what you said, they could come take all your stuff and take your bed from under you. It's like take your last, down to the last thing you have. We might say today, it would be a term used in that day. Like we'd say, he lost the shirt off his back. He lost everything, is what he's saying. Why should you lose everything? You Be wise. The Bible over and over and over says be wise. Okay, So we're to help people. We're to help the poor. We're, we're to be a blessing and help. But you must do it in wisdom and not do it in a way where it would cause you to lose everything. Then who are you going to be able to help? And you end up being the guy that's poor that can't do anything. Right? Pretty self-explanatory. Is there good comments going on over there? Oh, this yeah, is, we're having a great time. That's good, good, good. Uh, you're going to walk somewhere. I am. I'm getting coffee. Go ahead. You're getting coffee. I'm going to walk in. Okay, hold on. She's getting coffee. You see behind me how bright that is? It's really not bright. It's the way this camera does that because the sun is shining there. But it's not bright there if I turn around with my eyes. But that camera wants to act like it's very bright back there. We may have to turn this way tomorrow. All right. Verse 28. And I wanted to get here. I was hoping we would get here to verse 28. Do not remove the ancient landmark which your father has set. Now, I've heard, that, I heard this preached all my life. Uh, people talking about, I've, I heard this very scripture preached. I could remember when I read that, even this morning when I read this scripture, 
I went back to being a kid and hearing the preacher preach about the ancient landmarks. And he was talking about the particular denomination I was in and the traditions and the ways the churches was set up. And he's using that as the boundaries and, and uh, all of that. But when we read Scripture, we need to be sure, not that we can't use Scripture to help highlight things that we're teaching, but we need to always keep Scripture in context. And the context of this scripture is the ancient landmarks is talking about the boundaries of the land that was set. When Joshua, in the book of Joshua, when he, he's, he's the guy that's in control under Moses. Remember, Moses is leading the people. You guys know the story, but maybe somebody's listening that doesn't remember the story. Moses is leading the people, but because... He dishonored God, and he struck a rock instead of speaking to the rock, spoiling the image of Christ. God says to Moses, I'm not going to let you lead the people over, okay, because you dishonored me. That's, that's strong. I mean, there was nobody greater than Moses, and Moses is God's friend, but yet God is greater than Moses, and God is sovereign. And he says, Moses, you've done really good, but because of that dishonor, and I'm not going to let you take the children of Israel over. I'm going to let you come up on a mountain and look at the land. Now, remember, they have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. I'm 55 years old. I mean, been wandering since I was 15, if we were to put it in that perspective. They've been living in the wilderness, preparing to go into the land that God has promised them. Now, Moses has to go up on the hill and die. So uh, Moses sets Joshua in charge. And he says, look, take Joshua and lay your hands on him. And he's going to be the next in line from Moses. And he'll take the people over into the land. So the book of Joshua, if you want to go to the book of Joshua and read that, it'll start out talking about how Moses, the servant of God, was dead. And so, so he... It's the best way to die. I, I, this is the best way to die. And I'm even saying, Lord, Father, if you would allow me, this is the way I'd like to die, actually. Uh, he, he says, Moses, come up on the hill. Come up here with me. Uh, and uh, look at the land. And then God buries Moses. It's precious. So he gets to look at it. But Joshua takes the people over into the land. Now, why is there such a demonic struggle that is going on today? The landmarks refer to basically the deed that God gave Israel. Yep. So, so people hate God and they hate the Bible. If you believe in the Bible and you believe in God, well, who is God? Who is God? He's, God is the God of Abraham the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Who are those people? Well, they're people that Moses wrote about. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. We call it the Torah. Who is God? The God of the Bible, if you are a born-again child of God, if you are Christ, Paul says in the book of Galatians, then you're Abraham's seed. You're heirs according to the covenant. 
So if you believe in the Bible, there is only one nation upon earth, only one that the Bible says that God set the boundaries of. Guess who that nation is? Can you guess? Israel. And so if you were looking in the book of Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua would, would even say things like this, from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, right? The great river Euphrates, you know, from Turkey, uh, divides uh, Iraq, you know, Iraq even goes into Iran and dumps into, what is it, the Mediterranean Sea or the Black Sea? I can't remember exactly. But to the river Euphrates, that's your marker. West, the land of the Hittites, west to where the sun goes down means west. The sun goes down, uh, it rises in the east, it sets in the west, right? So where the sun goes down, that coast, all of that is yours. And so what happens to is, is people hate God. They hate the God of the Bible. They hate the people of the book, which is Israel, which now we just say the Jews. Jews. The word Jew comes from Judah. Hate the people of the book. There's only one nation on earth that still worships the same God. Okay. It still speaks the same language and is called to live in the same area. Only one nation. And so this is why the Christians also were not liked and will not be liked. You know, the Speaker of the House is a firm, strong Christian. And now he's being made fun of, right? Because he's a Christian. And that's why Christians say we stand with Israel. Why would we say that? Well, we believe in the God of the Bible. And there's a lot of, you know, the church was Jewish to begin with. And in Romans 11 says they're going to come back in. And right now some of them are blinded to who the true Messiah is. We know that and we're praying for their salvation. Okay. Being a Jew don't get you into heaven. It's believing in Yeshua that gets you into heaven. Being born again, Being born again gets you into heaven. Okay, but there are promises that are given to the people, and that is the people that gives us the Bible. And so, so yeah, that's why we stand with Israel. That's why we stand with the people of the book. That's because we believe in the God of the Bible. I met him, and I'm like, yeah, he's the one that said where their land is. That's not up to the United Nations. That's not up to the United States. That's not up to the nations. That's where God said their land is. I'll stand with God. Thank you. That's who I choose to stand with. We'll pick that back up tomorrow. All right. Coming in great. So let me ask this question before I get off. Did it did it come in good all the, the whole time? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <sighs> all right. And we're not coming from our living room. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. This was your living room, Charles, for a while. This is uh, the RV Brother Charles stayed in when he was staying with us. So <laughs> We miss you, brother. All right. We love you guys. Thank you for being here. We want to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. 
you know, turn his face towards you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you shalom in Jesus' name. Let's say the Lord's Prayer, Mama. Are you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. Love you, saints. Have a good one. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.